0: Hello, everyone, and welcome. This is Jennifer Isio, founder and spiritual director of Soul Language and Soul to Business, and this is Ask and Answered by Soul. This podcast is dedicated to providing you with tangible tools to embody your divinity and create a life based on freedom. Each podcast is focused on a topic that will guide you to listening and utilizing your essential nature. During each show, I ask an expert three key questions so you can understand that you're not alone on this journey and that your soul is the key to forming a life full of abundance, purpose, and passion. The goal of each interview is for you to take away a practice that you can do right now to change your life and understand what assistance is out there in the universe to support you. Today, we're talking to Cindy Benzenera. God, I hope I got that. Benesra. Benesra. Oh, so close. And we're talking about how to forgive. Let me tell you a little bit about Cindy. She's the author of Under the Arson Orange Blossom. She's an advocate for sexual abuse survivors and co- co-owner of Elite Events Seattle, a luxury event business. Hi, Cindy.
1: Hi, it's so good to be here with you.
0: I'm excited. So I always start the, with the first question, uh, which is what has your soul or your essential nature shared with you throughout your own journey?
1: Life is hard, but finding a really great podcast makes the days go by so much easier. Hi, my name is Blue Tulusma. I'm a writer, an emotional intelligence coach, and the host of Humanize with Blue Toulousma, a podcast where we believe that when you humanize everyone in the room, a great conversation is almost guaranteed. Join us every week here on Electricast. As me and my guest co-hosts unpack big topics and interview even bigger personalities with a sense of humor and a dash of mischief. If you're looking for a new best friend in your head, we've got you covered. Electric Um, I think my soul has, um, taken the long road to bring me here to this moment. I feel that, um, not always do we know what our sole purpose is in life. And sometimes we're born with a beautiful right away, intuitive knowing of what we're going to do. However, if, uh, for those of, that are listening, um, I feel that I didn't know what my sole purpose was and I was searching for it. Um, Constantly, And now that I'm 60, I didn't realize my sole purpose until I was at 50. And my purpose is that um, everything had a stepping stone effect. It led me to this moment. And this time in this place, I had to go through some things and some growing pains. And um, that purpose would be to find my voice, to find others and let them know that they're not alone in different forms of trauma.
0: Yeah. It is our greatest desire for most humans to be seen and heard. And when that right is taken away, especially in trauma, it has a never ending lasting effect. Um, And we get to kind of really approach each day with the knowing that we are safe, supported and provided for. And sometimes when we don't have that in childhood, it kind of rocks the boat a little. And your book is all about your, your childhood and how that impacted you and how you kind of, in quotes, over, overcame that. What has been the biggest lesson that you learned around forgiveness?
1: I realized that, um, to each their own, um, but I believe that forgiveness in everybody is a process. Um, I, I feel that's a universal process that we go to and it's a choice. It's a choice to forgive or not to forgive. And I believe that we define forgiveness in different ways. Um, personally, uh, my father was my, um, my abuser. And, um, if you would have told me, Twenty years ago, that I was going to move past um, and forgive and have a, a place of forgiveness in my heart with my father, I would have. I would have told you absolutely, hands down, I would have sworn on it that that would never happen. That I would never be able to move through all the angst and pain of that. Um, I think it was what I realized that it's a journey, and um, you don't know where you're going to go in that journey. But um being open to the journey is a huge part of that process. And um, did I forgive my father? Some will say, oh, yes, absolutely. You forgave your father wholeheartedly. What I didn't forgive is the act. Um, I have forgiveness in my heart and it was a process of letting go. And I believe forgiveness is um, freedom of mind, freedom of heart, and it's a release and that to me is a definition of forgiveness, that it doesn't hold a cellular spot in my body anymore. And it took me a long time to go through that journey. Um, And some years I I thought I was free and some years I didn't. But when I was able to take care of him, um, I was able to go full circle. And I don't believe you have to go full circle. It's just your own personal journey. It's how it's the listening to your inner voice of what that process is and respecting it.
0: Yeah. I, you know, I think people believe that forgiving someone or something, you have to like the situation and that's not what it's really about. It's about exactly what you said. No charge, right? That situation has no charge for you and that's really for you. That's not for them. And I think Mm -hmm. the first step of forgiveness is moving from non-acceptance to acceptance, right? The wanting it to be different, wanting the change, wanting it to not have happened. And that kind of non acceptance keeps us in that loop of the energetic cellular memory in our system. Mm-hmm. What, what would you share with someone who wants to move into a deeper space of forgiveness? Like, what is one of the the, the things that you practiced that might help another? Um,
1: I, I personally believe you could fast track it um, a little bit if you find somebody who, a professional who uh, can fast track the the process and kind of guide you through the process, like a trauma therapist or um, different. There's a lot of different healers out there, and I feel that. Um, they're skilled in it. They know what they're doing. And um, I have to also say in that process, if somebody doesn't resonate with you, find somebody else. There's a lot of people out there. Find somebody who resonates with your emotional um state of mind and being. But um I think a professional. But for me, I uh, was going through this process in my teens. And I felt that a physical release was... the the pent up rage and the anger was something that I need to release first. So I felt that exercising. So I would run, I'm not a runner, but I would run just to just release that. Mm -hmm. Exhaust myself. And I think that was able to keep me grounded. I think grounding is a huge process. And then also uh, for me, I'm, I love to uh, write. So for me, journaling was an easy way and it wasn't fancy. It was just, Writing a few words, and sometimes I'd set the paper on fire or rip it in a thousand. It was a physical release to rip that paper up. Or um I think uh, I found meditation, and I found that was a great way to release. And that's when I was sixteen. And as I grew up, I found different for- forms where I was able to find a little bit more sophistication, and then add more tools on. But I don't think it has to be specifically with uh, a. Tr- somebody who focuses on trauma, if that's not where you want to go, try it out in any format and then see where it leads you.
0: Yeah. I, a lot of the non-forgiveness in our body has shame around it. And shame usually does Mm -hmm. take someone to help you move up that consciousness scale. There's not enough life force in that area to actually for you to do the work alone and yeah. Try a lot of things, practice, be consistent And it's really important that you do find those people where you do feel safe around, especially with abuse trauma, because that's key to kind of moving you to the next level. So what big questions are you asking yourself now? Um,
1: you mean in the universe? Yeah. Uh Yeah. About what my, okay, what, what big questions am I asking myself now? How do I, um, to, to complete this work is one. And um, how do I find others, um, that are walking a similar path as I am or have? And, um, I believe it could be at any age and finding that demographic and letting them just find hope. That they could, they too can come through. I, I reme- remember um, feeling abandoned, and I'd have to say abandoned for a time period. I don't know what that time period was, but just growing up in general, thinking that I would never be a professional, I would never amount to anything. So my self esteem and what I had written the script for myself, I didn't believe. I didn't have hope. I, I did. I couldn't find it anywhere. Um uh yes, I had a a higher purpose and self and but I did not see examples where people were talking about this and sharing this openly, and I did not see um outcomes of this, so I think that's something that I'm very driven is to find that demographic and let others know, and I really believe if you are willing to put the work into finding a release or finding others who have walked a similar path that you will find that you, you will. And I, I also believe that you will heal the way you want to heal. It's not a straight line. It is a, a complete zigzaggy line. Um But I do believe that you'll get there.
0: Yeah. I believe that everyone come back can remember that they're whole and complete. And, and it's right. It's not, you know, there's no rhyme or reason to the healing journey. And you mm-hmm. can't model that healing journey off of someone else, but you can know that they've done it so you can do it and you can read about their experience. And that might also support your own experience. So speaking of that, how do people get more of your goodness? How do they get a, your book? Tell us a little bit about where they can learn more about you. Um,
1: So I have a blog um, and it's, uh, at cindytalks.com. And there I have, um, all my information podcasts that I've been on, like yours, which I would air that here, uh, there. Um, I have a spot where I respond to others if they're open and willing to. And if not, I just write information about different processes, things that I'm going through a newsletter. I also, um, have a spot where you could buy, purchase my book. Um, usually it's, easier for people to go through Amazon. If not, if you're not in support of Amazon, there's other places you could buy. And I suggest different places there, but I would sincerely love to hear from anybody. Just if you want to reach out to me privately, I i am here.
0: Beautiful. So my last question is, if you were a magnet on whatever you call your higher powers refrigerator, what would your magnet say?
1: At the moment, I would <laughs> at this very moment, I would say um, to focus. Um, remember, be mindful that life is not a straight line; that it takes breaks, and it's okay to take a break. To be kind and gentle to yourself, to listen to that inner voice, um, and really listen to your the voice in your head that's very very good, and also your heart, and then listen to your gut intuition of what that says. I think they all have three different voices. Um, When we were kids, we used a lot of our gut intuition, and I think as adults, we think more from up here, and I think it's important if you want to find a different kind of grounding and listening tool to go back to your primary source and listen to your intuition, your gut, um, heart, connect all three of those
0: yeah, I agree. I all the time. Yeah. And you guys can do that easily by asking divine intelligence, which is your body, align your mind to follow your heart. And that should help that with an easier transition. So Cindy, thank you so much for being a guest today. Well, I'm,
1: thank you. It was a pleasure being here.
0: Everyone, you're listening to Ask and Answer by Soul. This podcast is dedicated dedicated to helping you understand that your soul is the answer. If you're interested in learning more about the answers of your soul and your purpose, you can access your free guide at themythsofpurpose.com. Please feel free to share this podcast with your community, leave a comment or contact me directly. But most importantly, reach out to all of these guests because you will not be sorry. All right, everyone. Bye for now. No more movie quotes. Roger, Roger.
1: Electric. Electrocast. Electric Electric
0: Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. Come with us backstage, behind the scenes of show business
1: spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between.